Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable, the mystical, the magical, macabre. I know I'm talking. <laughs> okay, that was a surprise. Anyway, <laughs> so anyways, uh, 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 today was an interesting day because it reminded me of the two things. Oh, of course, with me, the blind bombshell herself, Ann Kerrigan. Well, hey, hi, hello. <laughs> I blame right for that, Ann. I blame right for that. <laughs> So anyways, today's, today was an interesting day because it, it reminded me of the two things that uh, you cannot escape in life. And that, of course, is taxes and death. And death, right. That's right. And I finished my taxes today, so uh, that's all well and good on that one. And then, of course, today is Ash Wednesday. It and, is. Yes. And, For all you uh, Catholics, I'm yeah, bad and, Catholic. Sorry. Whatever. And I uh, got my ashes, of course, which which is a symbol of mortality. Uh, so there's your thing. But a lot of people have asked, you know, you know, what, what's the story on the ashes? And, and basically it, it begins the 40 days of Lent. Uh, you uh, get your ashes to remind you that you are only here for a little while. <laughs> uh-huh. and, so, and to repent, of course. And uh, it goes all the way back to the the, I think it's the 5th or 6th century on uh, the Gregory the Great, uh, I guess the official, it, although it's still meddled a little bit in history. The ashes are made from the palms uh, that are given out on Palm Sunday from the previous year. They burn them and that's where the ashes come from. Right. And it, it's the only time, though, when you think about it, you think of all the other religions of the world, it's the only time where the Catholics go out into the secular world uh, with mocking their religion, really, because, you know, that's, they have it on their foreheads, and, and they mm-hmm. go into the secular world. I mean, the, uh, you know, the Jewish people have their yarmulkes, and, and um, you know, the uh, Muslims have their veils and so forth, and the, the Hindus have their little rhinestones or whatever the hell, their red spots. Uh, so, anyways, that's, that's kind of an interesting thing, although if, if we let the PC people, I'm sure they'll ban Catholics from wearing that in public because I'm sure it'll offend someone. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Everybody is offended about every little thing these days, so, yeah. you know, so. just how it is. <laughs> yes, it is. So, anyways, I, I thought I'd bring it up because some people have asked me before, why do you do that and everything, so I, I thought uh, I'd just mention it on the uh, Okay. So anyways, we have an interesting show tonight because mm-hmm. we have uh, some people who own a haunted bed and breakfast, and they're also awesome. paranormal investigators, uh, nice. at least were. Uh, we'll have to find out a little bit more. And, oh, by the way, I have another new edit that I am speaking. I will no longer mention the uh, last name of our guests. 
because you know I kind of butcher them and actually <laughs> no so, really some people have gotten offended by it I, so, I never uh, noticed that about you Ron yeah so so for now warning I'm just going to introduce them with their first names and if you want to give the last names or they want to that's that's fine so, okay that way I won't offend anybody else so that's there we go probably a good idea yeah. So joining us, joining us now from the Black Swan Inn in Tilton, New Hampshire, is Patty and John. Hey there. Hello. Hi, guys. Hi. Thanks for coming How on the show. How you doing? No problem. Yeah. Very well, thank you. Thank you for asking. <laughs> so uh, you're the proprietors of the Black Swan Inn, but prior to that, you were paranormal investigators as well, right? That's correct. Yeah, so that's that's was, interesting. What's that, John? Our group was Salhegan Paranormal Investigators. Yep, yeah. And uh, you actually investigated some of the same places I have, which was kind of cool, and maybe we can talk about it a little later in the show. But uh, So uh, I'm curious, uh, John and Patty. Uh, Patty, is that, or should I call you Trish? I'm not sure. Uh, Trish is fine. I will call you Trish because I'm trying to be a kinder, gentler Ron now. And uh, <laughs> okay. So, John and Trish, uh, why? What possessed you to buy the inn? Actually, um, it was uh, a place that we had investigated, and we just fell in love with the history um, and the story behind the inn and the you know industrial revolution, and we were intrigued because of the paranormal activity. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things we, we really, we don't really advertise it much uh, in the mainstream as, as being haunted. Um, we do right. let people know if they ask, there are spirits there, but um, it definitely has activity. And it's very, it's, it's, a, it's a loving um, spiritual activity that's there. Oh, well, that's good to know. <laughs> yes. Depends on who you are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm a nice person, so I hope that when I visit there, they will be nice to me. <laughs> they should be. Well, they should be. So it looks like I'm screwed then, right? Yeah, Ron, yeah. it's all over for you, man. I'll put the word so, in for you that you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I've dealt with a few. Anyways, um, moving right along. is So you... You were called in to investigate it first. Is is that how it all all started uh, from the original owners of the the end? Well, no. What actually um, we had we had stopped um, and we had inquired. We had heard um, from someone in town, a local uh, business owner, that okay. the owner of the Black Swanson at the time was looking to have it investigated. So that's how we contacted her to set that up. Yeah. Oh, okay. And and so why was she? What uh, investigated was it just just to have it investigated, or did she have specific things that she was curious about? I think it was to get uh, you know some notoriety, and because she was in financial strains with the inn, I think she was just trying to get people um, to come to the inn, and she was trying other ways to raise funds for the inn, and I think she thought if. If it was uh, investigated for paranormal activity, she might get on one of the, you know, big-time television shows and get some, (laughs) you know, residual coming in, you know, from just from that. Right. Uh, We're not even sure if she believed it was haunted or not. We don't know if she 
actually experience any paranormal activity. Oh, that's funny, actually. Oh, <laughs> just threw yeah. it out there. I, it was marketing. <laughs> I think it was marketing, yeah. Yeah. So, so was the end ever investigated by a TV investigator? No, no TV investigators, no. Oh, that's a shame. So, so it, you had basically a blank uh, slate when you when you guys went in. Then. Yes, we did. Oh, which is cool. So, uh, do you want to talk a little bit about it, or or is it top secret? About what the some of the your your, your first investigation there yeah oh yeah we we actually we do we went with um one other of our team members for kind of like a a preliminary just to kind of see if it was worth doing a full blown investigation with the rest of our team so um, like a walk and we did yeah, yeah. you know and, and we actually set up um you know a a, a DVR camera infrared cameras. Oh, okay. uh, we got some pretty substantial EVPs. Enough, enough evidence. I would it definitely where we brought in um, not only the rest of the team but some guest investigators um, that also um, came in on us on with us on that full investigation. Mm-hmm. So you came all the way at that time. Were you up in Skowhegan, which is probably the quite a, up, It's way no, up actually, in Maine. Um, no, actually, the Skowhegan. <laughs> Salhegan came from uh, the southern part of the state. Actually, the team was initially formed in the, around the Nashua um, Hollis area. Oh, okay. Salhegan. I thought you said Skowhegan. Sorry. That's her accent. <laughs> but I, I, I know Salhegan. I live near Skowhegan. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. All right. So... So your your first investigation, you, you you got a lot of EVPs and so forth, and did you, you, I assume you brought them back to the the uh, the uh, proprietor at that time. And, and what did she think? Oh, she thought it was pretty cool, and, and she actually did share with us um, some of her experiences that she actually thought was um, other than normal. So you know, I think that I think she was pretty pleased pleased with with our findings. Mm-hmm. That's good. And uh, so, eventually, how did you end up with it? Did you? Did she contact you? You contacted her. Was it up for sale? Or no, we didn't find um, until actually um, we actually found out later it was up for sale um, because at the time she was facing ba- uh, foreclosure. Foreclosure. Oh, yeah, that's too bad. And we actually um, we actually got to be friends with her, and we started helping her with some other non-paranormal events and fundraisers and things, um, mm-hmm. you know, things that she wanted to do to kind of try to save. She called it saving the inn and trying to save it from going into foreclosure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but evidently it failed. Yeah, it didn't go well, and, and she was trying to actively sell it, and when everything fell through with her other sales, we put it out there, well, why don't we buy it? So we kind of didn't really have, we weren't planning on it, but it seemed to end up that way. <laughs> that's, that's Surprise! <laughs> and, and how long ago was that, John? Uh, 2013. It's actually 13. four, yeah. It's going to be four years in this month. 
Oh, oh wow. You. Oh, happy anniversary then. That's great. Oh, thank yeah. you. So, so you were in, you, you bought the end, you went in, uh, did you, uh, did you live there? Uh, we, we don't live there full time. We, we're there when there's guests. We have a room that we spend, okay. we stay there when there's, there's guests. Okay. That, that's what I'm trying to get a feel of. So, uh, you did you have any apprehension of buying a haunted inn? Well, you know, the funny thing is, is um, you know, we didn't really look at it as wanting to own a haunted inn. We were very intrigued with the paranormal activity there, but I think it was mm -hmm. more of the history of the inn, the story behind the inn. Um, you know, the family that built built it, and and you know what, you know what it had become, you know with the people, different owners and, you know, things like that and getting to know actually the families that, that had lived there before us, you know, so it was, it was very intriguing. And, you know, I think the paranormal activity is kind of a bonus just because of the history of, of who had owned it originally and who had built it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So can you tell us a little bit about the history of the inn? How old, how old is the inn? Uh, the inn was built in 1880. It was, it was built by a man named Selwyn Peabody, who was originally from Massachusetts. He moved up here with his family, and he started working for the owner of the mill, and eventually uh, he bought it from her. It was a textile mill down the street. Mm -hmm. Once he owned the mill, then he built his house. And him uh -huh. and his wife lived there. He, they both passed uh, away after about 12 years of owning the house, and his daughter inherited that. She remarried, or she married a gentleman named Arthur Brown, who was a telegraph operator. But he took over the mill, and he invented the endless belt, which is the fan belt used on the automobiles back in the early 1900s. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so he invented this, and he's got the patent on that. Uh, he was actually friends with Ford, Firestone, and Edison, who... We can't. Oh my goodness. We can't say they stayed there, but they did come to visit his factory. Oh wow! Wow, he was in yeah, good company. There's a lot of history. <laughs> yeah, it was. And um, so he, you know, he ran that until he died in '59, and then uh, the, his estate sold the house to a doctor who practiced mm -hmm. there from 1959 to 1982, and he raised nine children there. Oh my Holy goodness! Moly. Wow! Yeah. Well, it is. It is so, New Hampshire. There's nothing else better to do. <laughs> now, now. And it's got a lot of really positive energy from all the families there. And that—that that was he was the, the doctor was the last family to be a private residence. After he passed, his wife sold it, and it was turned into a bed and breakfast in '86, and it's been a B and B since '86. Oh, okay. okay. Wow. So the times you're staying there, do you experience anything uh, out of the ordinary? Um, I would say, you know, it's a, occasionally, you know, we would notice something um, or or hear something. Um, I tend to have more experiences than John. Um, John mm -hmm. has been there alone a lot if he's working on the inn and, and really doesn't hear anything. Um, I tend to hear more. Um, okay. I would say the most thing that stands out that is prevalent with all of the, the 
experiences we've had is probably six months ago, it was probably one or two in the morning, uh, we were woken because I heard a male cough, like clear his throat or whatever. And um, mm-hmm. it came out from the hall uh, near our room where our room was. And we thought, well, maybe it was a guest. And then I heard, um, I woke John up and then I heard very clearly a male voice saying, Bill, I'm in the hallway. That was it. And I, oh, wow. it was coming. It was coming from the room below me, which is where I have my massage table set up because I do massage therapy there, too. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's all I heard. And then we heard another male cough. And I said, John, check it out. I said, I think someone is in the room below us. And there was only two other guests in the inn. One was a Chinese family, and none of them really spoke English. And it was not, <laughs> it was a voice that had no accent at all. Mm-hmm. And then the only other couple, um, was in the room on the second floor because we're on the third floor. But the, if there was someone that had come out of their room, it would have been in the hallway, not like directly below us. Mm-hmm. So that was it. And then the next morning we, we spoke with the guest and we said, you know, how did you sleep and all that? And he said, that was great. He said, I hit the sack and he goes, and he said, I didn't wake up till six o'clock this morning. And I was thinking about it after if someone was actually talking on the phone they would have actually, we would have heard them say goodbye. I'll talk to you later. There was, that was the end of the conversation. It was, that was it. Um, Mm -hmm. So that was pretty, that, that's the most clear uh, as far as an audible um, paranormal thing that we've Mm. heard actually talking like that. So Um, most of the things that reported, are are they more uh, audible than uh, visual? I would say more audible, um, you know, and, and, um, you know, I've been touched there before, um, maybe a year into when we were staying there. We, we actually, at the time, we were staying in a guest room because we, we didn't have our room set up at the time. And we were waiting for guests, and um, I was resting, and I felt what I thought was John touched my shoulder because my back was to him, but he actually was sound asleep. And it didn't, you know, it didn't freak me out, but other guests have, have shared with us that they've been touched. Um, most, you know, most of the time, it's it's not anything that really upsets them. It's just, you know, it's just they're inquisitive, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but the most interesting thing, if we have a few minutes, is over oh, the sure. last few months, um, probably it hasn't happened for several weeks, but we're on the third floor, and we're um, in a room that um, is on the side of the house. It, it faces outside. And our bed starts um, tremor, like it shakes. shakes. And the the, the, <laughs> the TV, we have a little TV on a table across from the bed, and that shakes too. And it's not hmm. like it's uh, something from the road because if a truck goes by, you just have it, you know, you hear a, a bounce, and then that's it. But it's shaking, right. and it shakes for like ten seconds at a time, and it's and you can really, it's really strange. <laughs> Wow. The first time it happened, we actually um, we thought maybe there had been a slight earthquake. So we, of course, checked mm-hmm. the news and all the social media, and there had been nothing. And none of the other guests in the house have ever experienced that. It only seems to be our room. Um, and as I said, the bed either will start shaking first, and then you'll start to see the TV, or mm-hmm. the TV will start, and then it'll come up to where our bed is. But this is a solid house built on granite. 
Yeah. And it takes a lot. I mean, if it's windy out, you can hear the windows rattling, but nothing's ever shaken our 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 room or our bed and, and TV and mm-hmm. TV stand like that. Yeah. I mean, it's not shaking where it falls off the, the stand. Right. right. But, but noticeable. Uh, noticeable. In fact, the last time it happened, we decided to say, okay, you know, can you make it stop? And it stopped. And then huh? John said, okay, can you do that again? And it started up again. And I said, okay, that's enough. And then it stopped. So, so that's <laughs> something. Uh, we don't have an explanation for that. But uh, <laughs> that's funny because uh, I've, but- I've done investigations other places where people have said that to me, the bed shakes. Yeah. And even yeah. when it's like the, uh, the memory foam, Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. they've still said it. So it's it's funny that that seems to be like a thing, you know, uh, in in the paranormal is those shaking beds. That, that's very common, yeah. actually, because yeah. we, we have experienced it many times ourselves as well. Yeah. Hmm. One, of the, one of the most interesting cases that uh, we ever investigated, I think, was a an old house up in uh, New Hampshire, and uh, the, the I, I'm an usher at church, and uh, this woman uh, would see me there all the time. Then one day she she knew what I did and everything, so she pulled me aside. And she says, "Do you know? Do you just still do your ghost thing?" And I said, "Yes, I do." And she says, "Well, my daughter has this house. They they've renovated and they have it all kinds of problems. Would you look into it?" And I said, sure, I'd be glad to. And uh, so I hadn't heard anything for quite a while. And uh, eventually uh, she, I saw her again. She, I said, well, you know, I haven't really heard. She said, you're going to hear from her tonight. I guarantee that. And sure enough, uh, I, I received the call. And basically what it was an old, old, old house. And they were going to have a family. So uh, they decided to, it was all one level. They decided to put a level on it. And so when they... Uh, um, renovated the house to put the second limit on. They found bones in the walls, and then oh, wow. uh, yeah, so they they put the uh, second limit on the house, and they also had a pond in the backyard, and they would have a little walkway around the pond. And every time they would go out for the do their walkway, they would find this uh, log across the the path, and they. Uh, uh, would remove it and then it would come back again. They kept showing up again. So uh, there was a lot of strange things going on. And then um, what happened is the uh, the baby's room was right off their main room on the second floor. And uh, it, they started uh, seeing shadows coming from their closet and going to the baby's room. It kept, kept going on quite a bit. And uh, they would always smell is like this this chemically smell in their closet, like an orange chemically smell smell, and then uh, their bed started shaking, and uh, eventually it shook so much that uh, the husband was actually thrown out of bed. And, wow! Uh, oh, not, not funny if you're going through it. <laughs> no. And uh, the. the children's toys were always played with and everything else. They would always be moved and everything. And this was just a brand new baby because they had the new baby and it was in the, their room. So anyways, we went up there and of course when we went up there. They had all their friends there. It was like a freaking party, which I hate. You know, you can't do any really serious stuff when you're 
right. fight. So we kind of, you know, did a few things. But, uh, you know, the we, we, we asked him, I said, if you're really serious about us investigating, you know, we'd like to come back, but just the two of yous. And uh, they said, okay, we could do that. So I went back, and I went was working at the time with a gentleman called Brian the Monkey. He was a Franciscan monk, but he also did great infrared photography as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, we went to the house, and my, Brian was also a bit of a, a medium as well, believe it or not. <laughs> and uh, we had, did research on the property. We found out that the uh, one of the owners of the house had hung himself out on by the pond, which yeah. could explain the thing, and and you know, of course, they found the bones in the walls too. But uh, so, anyways, we we did our little investigation there, and Brian came up to me and says, "Ron, I I don't think it has nothing to do with the owner who killed himself. It doesn't have anything to do with the bones in the wall." I says, "What you have here is uh, you got to remember he's Franciscan. Now he says you really have a demonic obsession. Basically, it wanted the the baby." Oh so, no. Wow. So, uh, Brian, we sat down with the, the parents, and, and we said, uh, he said to him, he says, uh, have you had the baby baptized? And they said, no, we haven't. And he said, if you want everything to stop, I can baptize the baby for you. But if you only get baptized once. So if you, I baptize, you, you can't get them baptized in church. Right. And they were really scared, and they said, yeah, we'll do it. So uh, we came back. Brian did the baptism. And everything stopped, and the house was peaceful again, and everything. Wow! Isn't that a cool story? Uh, yeah, that's pretty yeah. crazy. Yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, go ahead. The shaking seemed to start. Um, we had some friends. Um, we have one of our tenants that she has a um, psychic development mediumship group that meets, and one of her students. Uh, has been trained in table tipping and oh, yeah. after we heard the voice that that night um she came over and she did her uh table tipping in the room right below us and it just seems that the shaking of the room and the bed and the tv and all that seemed to have started after that so, oh, wow. We'll, we'll have to talk about table tipping a little bit when we come back, because uh, we actually have to take the break right now. Uh, okay. You're listening to Ghost Chronicles. Um, what are we? Next Generation, right here on Tojanet, Pararex, and uh, Astronet with Ann Carrigan and Ron Colican. And our special guests are the owners of the Black Swan and in Tilton, New Hampshire, uh, Trish and John. We'll be right back. Hello, can you hear me? My name is Harry Price. I am speaking to you via the medium of the Ghost Box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Para-X Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing, although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he's a paranormal scientist. Well, mustache, I'm required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. Thank you. 
feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. Welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Ann. And tonight our special guests are Patty and John from the Black Swan Inn in Tilton, New Hampshire. And okay, I want to take a stab at the last name. Is that okay? Go ahead. <laughs> All right. All right. Correct me if I'm wrong. I will. Basilieri? Or Basilier? Basilier. Basilier. I was so close. Yeah, <laughs> you were. so close. So close. It rolls off your tongue, though, I have to yeah. say that. Yes, yes. Basilier. So I like, I like my new, new eat it. That way I won't get in trouble. I'm being a good boy now. <laughs> no crucifixions of names. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. So there you go. So anyways, uh, you were talking a little bit about table tipping uh, before, oh. which is is a uh, what's your thoughts on that? In fact, what's your thoughts on all those different types of spiritual communications like table tipping, like glass layering, like the Ouija board? Uh, what, what are your thoughts on those? I mean, that was our first introduction to table tipping. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, you do understand that, you know, you really um, – need to know what you're doing and, and just take precautions like you would if you were using a Ouija board. It's basically, mm-hmm. to me, it worked the same way. It just didn't have the letters on the board. It just tipped out the letters that it was spelled out, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it was pretty, you know, pretty interesting. Um, we did find out that in asking, you know, because this was done right shortly after we had heard Bill, I'm in the hallway, um, mm-hmm. and then verify that it wasn't either of the guests, the two different guests that were staying there. But um, we did actually asking, you know, if there was a bill, um, what we were trying to figure out if this was an employee of Arthur Brown's that he may have been up at the house, you know, at times when Mr. Brown was alive. Mm-hmm. And it spelled out um, the first name Bill and it gave us the last name. It spelled out the last name of Kerrigan. And it oh, said, huh. uh, we had asked, how, you know, how are you? And I was asking the questions, and I said, how are you? What's your affiliation with Mr. Brown? And it said, um, I think it said account- accountant, you know, tax. It was like a, a counter, yeah, a bookkeeper. bookkeeper. Or yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. my God. It's spelled out Kerrigan? Kerrigan. Yeah. yeah. Holy it's crap. 
Oh, like that's an unusual name, Anne. Give me a break. That's my last name. Like, well, come no on. But how many oh, characters oh. are in the freaking country? God. Well, one like of the one of the like, oh my God, Smith. Well, what? stop it. No, come I'd, on. Be, I'd be impressed if it's spelled Kohler, because then there's only a. <laughs> oh, oh well, oh I can't. Oh, I see. Carrigan is like you know, they had a TV show Carrigan. Yeah. What? Now, is that an Irish name? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay, that's what I get. Yep. They don't that's... burn Irishmen in the town anymore, right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I just find, I just think that's funny. That Sarah Jeopardy. Had Sarah that Deputy. name come up in a table tipping session, and here I'm going to be heading up with you up Maybe. to there. You're a good girl. Maybe. <laughs> oh, try and stop me now, baby. Just kidding. No. Just kidding. <laughs> yep. Too late now. <laughs> yeah, so uh So that what, was really yeah, our but, experience uh, with table tipping and it was it, it seemed to uh the woman that was kind of um you know, it was her table and everything, it it it, it seemed the spirit it seemed very responsive to the questions we were we were asking. Uh-huh. You know. It's it's actually a, uh, an interesting uh, modality. Uh, I've done many, many table tipping events, and they're, they're a lot of fun, actually, uh, especially for yeah. even people that are novice. Uh, and, in fact, uh, we might as well announce it, but uh, we are going to be up at the Black Swan in Kerrigan, myself and uh, Stacey Lynn McGovern, uh, on April 21st and 23rd, I think, right? Um, Somebody help me. <laughs> we should really know this before we go on the air, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yes, 21st, it's 21st, 22nd, 23rd. Yes. That would be the 21st, yep. 23rd. Yes. Yeah. So uh, we'll be doing a, a, an overnight stay there, which is uh, limited to a, a, about 14 people. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, yes, it is. Whole weekend of relaxation. It's a paranormal and spiritual retreat. So you, you, you got yogurts if you like do yoga. I like <laughs> and, yoga. Good. I like to eat it. But uh, oh, what? <laughs> Anyways, you're going to be doing cemetery, a special cemetery event as well up there. Yes, I am. Cemetery so, scavenger hunt, right? Yep. And doing a little talk on cemeteries as well. So. That'll mm-hmm. be cool. Yep. No, we're not stealing stone tombstones. No, 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 no. Well, no. no. We don't believe in them. We don't. We don't steal gravestones. Thank you very much. <laughs> I don't need what, that bad juju following me home. And one of the things we are going to do, though, Patty and uh, Trish and John, is that we are doing table tipping too on Friday night, and I'm, I'm bringing a whole bunch of tables, and uh, the place will be rocking. Literally. So, so, so my. So might your bed, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we can contact Mr. Carrigan. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe. Uh, that's funny. And will contact him before she leaves. Yeah. Bye, I Tom. Will. Okay. I will. See you later, honey. <laughs> uh, oh. No, we're not stealing bodies from the grave either, John. No. It's from the chat room. <laughs> no, thank you. 
<laughs> so, uh, you know, we're really excited about this uh, event, and uh, you're going to be there uh, that weekend, which is going to be fun, too, because you can tell us a little bit more about the, the participants, about the history and so forth. And, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you know, one thing I, I find intriguing, and, and I'd like to ask you about it, too, it's it, not intriguing, but uh, people who the spirits are familiar with, they, they seem to get, you know, uh, you know, uh, better results. Uh, do you believe in that? I definitely do. And, um, you know, I know some of the teams that, you know, we don't allow that many teams to come in and investigate. Um, but the wow. ones that have been back a couple times, um, they definitely, I would say, get, you know, good results because I believe that the, the, the spirits get familiar with who, who you know, who they see around and, and come and visit the inn and things like that. Um, I'm not sure. Are you familiar with spiritualist Frank? Yes. Yeah. I know. I know he, he was on that full, um, you know, investigation that first, the, the, the one where the whole team came, he was one of our guests. And uh-huh. um, I know, uh, unfortunately he hasn't been able to come back, but I know, you know, he was one that actually experienced where he'd go back to a place several times where he actually would pick up an EVP where they would say, hi, Frank, call him by name. Right. Oh, yeah. my so, goodness. Wow. Yeah, it happens. It I, happens. Yeah. I really my think friend, that. Um, go ahead. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say my friend, Mike, who who does EVPs extensively, he will have that happen very often. That's cool. They yeah. will address him by yeah. name. That's really cool. I mean, mm-hmm. the the first I would say the first uh, time I actually heard something was we we actually it was the first year we had met the previous owner and it was actually she had gone away and we were there for Halloween Ooh. and we were doing actually an open house and giving a tour and both John and I were dressed in Victorian period period of Victorian clothing and that mm-hmm. was kind of cool. fun mm-hmm. and um, we were I'll be doing that Friday night. Yeah, we were in the dining room having pizza, and a couple of the people that had signed up had come early, so I had shut the dining room door, and I had went to the the front of the house to welcome them and and have them sign the guest book, and I heard very clearly, hey, Trish, like a question, thinking, and I swore it was John, because I'm like, I was kind of like, okay, you know, I'm busy, so, I sat the book down and I went in back in the dining room and I said to John, what? And he goes, he looked at me and he goes, what? And I go, you just said my name. And he goes, no, I didn't. And our friend was sitting with him in the dining room and he said, nobody said your name. So, you know, that was very, very clear. And, and, you know, I would say we probably had been at the end, not, we hadn't owned it then, but we had probably, we were there several times. We spent a lot of time. And, Definitely, you know, one of the, you know, spirits that inhabits the inn and stays there definitely knows me by name because he had said my name out as clear as could be. Um, but I haven't, you know, I haven't, we haven't investigated that in ourselves for quite, quite a while. a while, yeah. Just because um, we're there so much, you know, if we hear something or if we hear a door close and we're the only ones in the inn, you know, we just say, oh, you know, hello, Mr. Brown or you know, we actually will talk to the, the spirits by name that we believe are, are the ones that inhabit the, the inn. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, that's great. And, I, you know, I want to give a shout-out because there's someone in our chat room who has oh, stayed. Oh, that's good. We have someone? Yeah, there's numerous people in our <laughs> chat room, at least on TogiNet. Uh, 
someone who stays at your inn, she told me she's there, I think, twice a year, June. Um, June. And, <laughs> and uh, she loves it. And, and she was very yeah. excited to hear that we were going there and that we were also going to talk about it tonight. So, hey, June. <laughs> okay. Yeah, June's well, like family to us. <laughs> yeah, they right. stayed many times. Her and her family, and they're very good friends of ours. Excellent. Oh, excellent. <laughs> so, I'm like, anyways. don't tell me. Don't tell me anything. <laughs> oh, well, no. Well, we, we, I wanted to know a little bit more about it. I mean, people, I too, if, if we have an event there, they want to know what they're getting into. So. Of course. I know. Yeah. I understand. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and and Trish and John, one thing I did want to mention is, is that we are planning to dress up uh, during Friday's uh, table tipping thing. So. Oh, wonderful. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's uh, going to be cool. Uh, Ann and I will uh, always look for an excuse to dress up, won't we, Ann? Any excuse. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. It, it, uh, just name a holiday. Name any event. We're there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you like, made you up like to dress up? <laughs> If you like to yeah, dress up, we uh, every summer we hold a Downton Abbey garden party. Ooh. Oh my God! Oh, OMG! Ah, <laughs> that's his favorite show. Oh my God! Uh, yeah. My, it's yeah, my wife, July twenty second Yeah. <laughs> my wife and I went to uh, see Jim Carter when he was here uh, in the U.S. Uh, uh, at a, doing a fundraiser. So yeah, got to meet him and everything. It was really exciting. That's cool. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, we do a lot of fun events, paranormal and, and non-paranormal, but I would say um, probably the most um, fitting for the period of the, the inn when it was in its glory was um, during the early 1900s, and that's why the Downton Abbey, um, the last year was our first year, is very successful, and we're really looking forward to um, hosting it again in, in, in on July 22nd um, because people come in period clothing and and I, I would say probably the the inhabitants the spirits that inhabit are really happy to see people enjoying themselves like that anybody that you know in you know in that clothing hmm. probably brings back yeah. memories for them yes that's awesome that that sounds like an awesome event yeah very cool. Now, and I did want to point out that if anybody wants to find out more information about the Black Swan Inn, we have the link on our Ghost Chronicles Next Generation Facebook page. Um, and it is the Black Swan Inn with uh, S-W-A-N, one N, uh, blackswanin.net. So check it out. There's only one N? Yes, and Swan. Oh, Swan. you meant an N. And Not then in. you confused the crap out of me. Swan. <laughs> oh, I Sometimes it has two. I just wanted to clarify that. Oh, okay. It just confused <laughs> it's, me. It's if it's fancy. You know, oh. whatever. Okay. So there you go. Uh, the other thing I was going to say is is uh, somebody else will be joining us as well, and that is uh, Leslie Madden, who is a medium as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. nice. Good, Leslie. Yeah. yeah. And you've met her before, right? Oh, yeah. Yes, we know Leslie, yeah. 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 So, in fact, uh, a couple of years, uh, I don't know, maybe a couple of years, maybe a year, I can't remember. Uh, she brought me down to check out the end for uh, something I was uh, planning on to, but didn't work out. That's right. I remember. Yeah. yeah. 
that's why that's when uh, I was contacted to do this this cool retreat, which I did one last year uh, up in Maine, which was extremely successful, and everybody had a super great time. It's and and, and everything's inclusive about it, which makes it really really cool. I mean, you you go there and you've got your your breakfast, you've got your two dinners, you've got your lunch, and it's like oh, so you don't have to go digging for nothing. So and you even get a psychic reading, which is even cool. Ooh, even better. I know. It has everything. Right. So it's, it's going to be a blast. So we'll be doing paranormal investigating on Saturday night. Uh, we have some workshops. Uh, Ian's going to talk about cemeteries and symbolism and stuff. And we've got uh, some uh, spiritual workshops as well. And uh, we're still working on some of the other details in it. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a blast. And it's starting to fill up, which is even cooler. Wonderful. So, so anyway, um, we've got a, still a few minutes left in the show. So I wanted to ask you about you, how long did you do in paranormal investigating? What? Oh, boy, let's see. About five or six years? Well, longer than that. Longer than that? I would um, say, what, what year is it, 2017? Yes. So we started in 2010. Was it 10? Okay, we've gone. Time goes by fast, I guess. Yeah. It does. It does. It does. Yeah. And... You've, how many places do you think you investigated? Just roughly. I mean, I'm not going to hold you to it or anything. Just... Oh, boy. <laughs> Just rough. 25. Maybe, yeah, probably 25, 30. I, I would say we, we did uh, our, our team, um, unfortunately, no longer together, but one of the last places that we went together as a team with the original team with Sue Allen and, and Eric and spiritualist Frank and a couple mm-hmm. others was Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, and I would have to say mm-hmm. that's one of our most favorite places to investigate. <laughs> really? Yeah. And, yeah. and so what places, where did you investigate down there? Uh, well, we were at Sacks Bridge. Um, oh, yeah. And then we went out and, um, and did some um, investigating in the, uh, the, battlefield, the uh, National Park. In the battlefield till they closed at 10 o'clock, then you have to get out. Uh, <laughs> Maybe. Oh, yeah, they're pretty strict. Um, uh-huh. But Maybe. that actually, one, of the, one of the things that happened at Sacks Bridge was we, we went after hours, and, and it was probably about 11, 30, 12 o'clock, and we actually went into what used to be a field hospital, which now they've since closed. You can't go in there um, at all. They have it roped off. But um, mm. we were coming back, and just before we got back to Sacks Bridge, we smelt, um, all of a sudden we smelt campfire smoke. And within 30 seconds, oh, wow. that smell was gone, and there was it was not a time of year that people would be burning wood or having a campfire. We, and it was just really interesting, um, just to experience that. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's cool. I would I would love to go back to Gettysburg. I I had visited there uh, with my family. Um, the kids were little, and I wasn't really into the ghost stuff that much then. And, uh, of course, I wanted to go on the ghost tour, and, and everybody was like, oh, no, we don't want to do that. Oh, no, we'll be scared. I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> another day, another time. <laughs> the thing, it's too bad, though, because they really – they monopolize – I mean, they, they, they really focus on those, those ghost tours, and you know that you know, you're going to have 20, 30, 40 people, so you know if you're really seriously trying to investigate that it's not right. going to – you know, you're not going to really – get anything um 
the one of the times John and I went by ourselves, um, we brought our equipment with us, and we actually did go on a ghost tour, but it was like 1130, and, and there was only two other people, which was kind of nice. Perfect. And we actually we couldn't go into the battlefield, but we went along um, behind the elementary school, which was close to the it field. It borders the battlefields, but it's private, so you can go in there. And um, uh-huh. I actually um, I heard a cannon shot, but nobody else heard it. And um, the guy that was doing the tour, I said, you know, I heard a cannon shot. And he said, well, that's not uncommon, he said, because there are some people, especially there was um, around the 4th of July, which was one of the well, yeah. the <clears throat> big battles. the battle was. Um, hit through his um, infrared camera, he actually was picking up flashes of um, cannons, and there was nothing going on. There was no reenactment. Um, cool. So that was kind of cool. Um, but another favorite place of ours is the Portsmouth Light, which oh, yeah. we, inve- oh. we did get an opportunity to investigate once. <laughs> yeah. I actually that was- went there twice, I believe. I was We were able to investigate Portsmouth Light twice with Jeremy. Oh, that's cool. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah we, we, we actually I do the... There too. I know. We use them in the ghost tours. Uh, Jeremy and yeah. I do ghost tours there for the funds, and, and we have the Mary Mary one. Oh yeah, yeah. We use that in in the yeah. We use that in the ghost tours. So yeah, uh, Gettysburg was was an awesome place. I I visited there with my team and uh, Richard Felix from the UK. We did a bunch of events down there with uh, Mark Nesbitt, and uh, Mm. we stayed at the old uh, uh, Round Top Farm, which is on the other side of the Round Top. Oh Oh, yeah, we get we got to go on the battlefield. late at night um <laughs> yeah <laughs> so well, yeah that was that was a what was that we john stayed at the we stayed oh, at yeah, the Farnsworth hotel but nothing happened i was disappointed oh. <laughs> what one of the interesting thing is we also investigated the engine house down here the railroad engine house and uh I was doing an interview uh, with the manager, and this is, you know, late at night. It was just my team and uh, Mark Nesbitt and his wife. And uh, I was interviewing him in one part of it. And Maureen, who's the trans medium of my team, and and Laura Worcester, and uh, somebody else was in the the back with the uh, where the engines were. And then right in the middle of our interview, we heard this gigantic Bang! It was like like a like a cannon blast, only only a little tip. It was, and you know, I stopped the interview, and, and I mean, it was it was really really loud, and everybody who was there, they all went running to the back, and uh, to see what was going on. Maureen was trans channeling at that time, but the interesting thing was when we came back and, and we you looked at the the video we, that we ran that night, and you don't hear the bang. Oh. And you see, oh, you wow. see it all. You see us all react, and I'm saying this was extremely loud. I mean, you you could not. I mean, we thought something terrible had happened because you could see our reactions on the things. We we all. I mean, we all just ran off because we didn't know what was going on and to see what was happening. And uh, yet, it didn't record it. So that's that was really intriguing. That's weird. Yeah, and that is. But anyways, let's see. We oh, we got a, anything else you would like? You guys would like to add? First of all, if somebody wants to stay at the inn, how can they uh, do that? They can go right to the website blackspawnin.net. Uh, it's very easy, you know, to make a reservation. Yep. Okay. Yep. Especially if they're bu- booking it 
when you don't block them out. Just saying. That was a dig. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. I got it. It was a little humor. We don't want to block them out. But anyways, I'm really excited about doing this event at your end, and the the building is absolutely gorgeous, and uh, you guys are nice people, and I'm, uh, it should be a lot of fun, and uh, I'm really looking forward to it. And in fact, if you're yeah, interested please. in joining, we you can get tickets at uh, anyghostproject.com, the letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com, and uh, there's a... a, a whole page on it tells all about the itinerary and even your choices at dinner which is going to be uh, some pretty good meals up at onions and uh which is uh good so anything else you'd like to add no we're just looking forward to um everyone that's going to be able to come yeah it sounds like fun and uh, it's going to be a great weekend and we're looking forward to um hosting such a wonderful event oh cool awesome. and do you have any do you have any other cool events coming up uh you mentioned the Downton Abbey one. Anything else as well? Um, the second week in August, we'll be holding our fifth uh, annual Renaissance Festival. Yay! <laughs> nice. We dress, oh, wait a minute. What, Renaissance what is that? What is that? Uh, August 12th and 13th, that Friday and uh, Saturday, and, that Saturday and Sunday, the second weekend in August. Oh, cool. Oh, fun. And, and what does that we entail? Have well, we have um, performers from the Renaissance. We have, uh, like, knights battle in armor. Um, we have um, really? vendors. That, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. And uh, we have, like, minstrels, and we have performances at different stages we have set up. I, it's a stage. It's just basically a, a, a sitting area where we put, like, benches to sit. Um, it, it's, it's basically like... Uh, it's like a mini King Richard's Fair. You've probably heard of that down in Carver, Mass. Right. Yep. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. this is a, well, this is a smaller scale, obviously, but, you know, we have, like I said, performances, and we have vendors that sell things. They sell period clothes and uh, chain mail and anything kind of that has to do with the Renaissance period. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like it. And this will, this will all be on your website, right? Yes. Everything's on our website. Okay. Awesome. And uh, June in our chat room says, tell Patty and John. She says hello and hopes to see you soon. <laughs> there you go. Thank you, June. Hey, All hey. right. So anyways, the, the doorbell rang, which means pizza from the dead is here. Right. So we've got to wrap it up. So we want to thank uh, John and uh, Trish from the uh... – wait a minute. How come she gets to call you Patty and I have to call you Trish? <laughs> I don't know. You guys, you guys set me up. <laughs> Anyways, we, we want to thank you guys, uh, uh, John, Patty, Trish, whoever you are, from the Black Swan <laughs> Inn in Tilton, New Hampshire. And we look forward to uh, seeing you April 21st through the yes. 24th. Yes, thank you. Sounds wonderful. Thank you. All right, All right. Thank you. Yep. Good night. Take care. Good night. Bye. Well, that was pretty good, and uh, I'm really excited about this. I am. Yeah. So, once again, check out the website, neghostproject.com, the letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com. And if you're interested in doing some uh, classes with Maureen and myself, we're, we're doing some uh, webinars, uh, which you can also find on the website. Uh, and 
check those out so you can have a class right in the comfort of your home which is pretty cool this is a new thing that we've been doing it's it's a blast it's it's shared documents and see us and talk to us and all that cool stuff drink with us if you want to drink (laughs) (laughs) there you go can have your wine while you have your class there you go so there's tunes and we gotta go all right uh thanks for listening everybody and we'll talk to you again next week good night god bless to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us good Lord.